0: The Young and the Monstrous. A story of kids just trying to get out of high school and keep their monsters within. Episode 12, Lightning Lies and Shocking Skeletons. And Officer Perez just saying, like... Whatever you kids can tell me, again, Morgan House is on my back about this stuff. And he's in a position with the state where if he wants to make this difficult for you guys, he's going to make it difficult for you. So please, for your own sakes, and she's doing a lot of pointing. um, And you can tell she's pissed off, like for your own sakes. You gotta make sure to give me whatever information you can so he's dealing with me and not coming down here and dealing with you and giving you a pain in the ass.
1: Arenado will, like, snap back into it, and he'll say... And, like, when she says... When she keeps talking about Mr. Morgan House, he's, like... Looks at her, he's, like... Morgan House. Mr. Morgan House, this is... He did this. He... Like... Dad? And he'll, like, look around, and he'll, like, just start
0: he'll just bolt off all right could you make a runaway roll cool
1: if i roll low enough could he be hit by a bus <laughs> she
0: just shoots you <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's thing arrest
0: perfect yeah exactly he had a gun
1: it, is runaway an actual thing what's the stat I use it is
0: runaway when you when you run away it just straight up says that roll with volatile I rolled WF eight, and my volatile is negative one, so seven. Still, still a seven. Renato is just like, uh, dad, and then... No, he says, like, he
1: says, like, Morgan House, Mr. Morgan House, he did this. Dad, and then he'll run.
0: Yeah. And she she makes, like, a stumbling effort to grab at you. Um, But you run off, and she's like, I think she says just like, Fuck! You kids are being a big pain in my ass. You realize the kind of trouble you're going to get yourselves in? This is going to get me fucked and the two of you, too. And that, yeah, this woman has absolutely abandoned any form of decorum and is just swearing up a storm and yelling. Like, people are filing back into the building at this point, but a few kids are like, damn, Officer Perez is going nuts. I think one kid goes, she's going to shoot those kids. Um... (laughs) She's just shaking her head at this point, and just says, "Like, if you know anything, you tell me, because otherwise, this is going to be a shitstorm you kids can't imagine."
2: Can I use "turn on" again in a weird way?
0: I think that one might be tough. What are you trying to do?
2: I am trying to do something similar to what I did with my parents and gain mm-hmm. her sympathy by saying. Officer, we really don't know anything. We've told you everything that we could. Please. I I don't want to relive this anymore. Please, can we just go back to class?
0: Sure. Um, If you think you're trying to get her sympathy, it could be a turn-on thing. It could also be shutting her down. I could see either one of those working.
2: Well, I'm going to go for the one I have more advantage with, uh, which is hot. Okay. So just using my super pastel goth cuteness on her. Yeah. Please um, take pity on me. 11.
0: 11 pretty good. All right. So on a 10 up you gain a string on them and they choose a reaction from below. So you have a string on officer Perez. And uh, I think officer Perez is like, like she realizes that she's yelling at you. And there's like a crew of some of the kids who have stuck around behind to watch this interaction. And she kind of gets embarrassed at that of like how she's been just yelling and swearing a bunch. And, um, tries to rein it in she realizes like oh this is very out of character I shouldn't be doing this and uh, and she says you kids tell me before we find out some other way now get back to whatever class you gotta go to I don't know what is it art
2: Thank you, Officer Perez.
0: And she kind of nods her head. And uh, yeah, you guys are welcome to go back to art class. She insists you go back to art.
2: It's (laughs) macaroni day. Yeah, the,
0: the art teacher is very confused. You guys aren't in this class. Why are you being escorted here? So you guys go back to class for a little bit. And the substitute takes attendance again. And after about... I'm going to say this is a school where you go to homeroom first thing in the morning. It's about like 10 or 15 minutes where there are school announcements and that kind of stuff. And then afterwards, then you go to first period. So then you go through the day. Um... You guys are back there. There's a bunch of kids who are confused. They're like, it would be time for first period. Why don't I just go there? And they're like, get back to your homeroom, go to your homeroom class, blah, blah, blah. Um, And after a while, I think there's a, like the bell had already rung. There's an announcement that's like, stay in your homeroom class. We're We're not moving to first period. Stay there. And then after another like 10 minutes, They're like, all right, we're going to have everyone come to the auditorium. Like, there's going to be a school assembly. We're going to the auditorium. And so they're like, teachers, we apologize for the short notice of this. Um, Please bring your class to the auditorium. Have them stay together. Please take attendance once you arrive. So the sub is like, oh, Jesus. Like, again, I got to figure this out. Um, and she had already had to call in when Renato didn't come back. Like she had already been on the phone with somebody being like, one of these kids never showed back up. Um, so you guys get to the auditorium, which we established is also part of the cafeteria, which means as an auditorium, it sucks acoustically. Um, but that's what you got. And so everybody's there. Uh, they have tables that the tables can kind of turn into benches And so that's what you've got at the moment um, where you guys are all kind of facing the audit, the the stage of the auditorium. And to a certain degree, a good thing is enough kids are absent where everyone's got a seat so everyone can sit down. You're okay, And um, you guys can be together if you want. I assume you do. And you can be near any other. NPCs that we have mentioned before at least within earshot and talking distance from them so it's, it's a small school it's a save by the bell situation you guys are together all the time no matter what's happening Um, and at some point the principal comes out principal Mayfield and principal Mayfield comes out and she's kind of a severe woman with a almost like a bowl cut hairdo and she's wearing like a Almost 80s power suit. If that makes sense, like this is something Sigourney Weaver would be wearing. And what is it? Working girl like it's close to that. Like she's wearing a very like serious that like suit and blouse with like a. Yeah, so she looks like a woman pulled out of the 80s. She's maybe in her. Mid 50s. And she comes out. And she gets the microphone and she's talk, she says, "Like, like, students, thank you for coming out here. Teachers, thank you. I apologize for the short notice of this. I know that this is a big pain for everyone. But there are several issues that we have to address. Both of them relate to student and staff safety. That is our highest priority. You guys are here to learn. But if you're not safe, you can't learn. So the first thing, this is the second fire that we have had in two weeks. Both fires are being investigated by the fire marshal. If you know anything about either of these, you need to report this to a staff member, to a teacher, to an administrator, immediately. The sooner, the better. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, this school, this school burning down would only, would really suck, right? And they're like, and somebody's like, shut up. Like that kind of a thing happens. And, and she's like, this isn't a joke. We had a student pass away because of one of these fires. We almost had another person die because of one of these fires. And we had another one today. If you know anything about this, you need to tell us about either of these. You can speak to me. My door is always open. You can talk to Officer Perez. And she goes to point, Officer Perez is not there. And this seems to surprise her. Um, Tell an adult at this school, that being said, if you are the person who is responsible or involved in this, and you are not coming forward, the school district does not play around with this the consequences will be severe. If you were the person responsible and you come forward, things will go much easier. Otherwise, this is bad. On a different note, you notice that all of us can fit into the cafeteria today. A lot of your classmates have called in sick. A lot of the staff has called in sick. Nurse Shelby is going to be going around Um, from class to class to speak to people throughout the day today. Um, She can do this because of the number of absences. But people have been getting sick. We're not sure exactly what's going on. It doesn't seem to be something that's contagious, the way you would think the flu or something like that is contagious. But if you are having any kind of symptoms like fatigue, hair loss, um, significant cold symptoms, you do need to stay home in case this is contagious. Some of you I know have shown up nonetheless. I appreciate your commitment to academics. And um, I think this this is when, uh, just for fun, because this has been serious for a minute, um, you, hear, you hear like, of course I'm going to come here. I'm not going to let anybody put me down. I'm a bald queen, and Brinifer, of course, is here, and she is um, she is completely bald, like she has no hair at all, and um, she's decided to do her eye makeup like extra crazy, like almost Boy George level nuts. Um, and she's like, she's like, you guys can just eat your heart out. There's just <laughs> she's like. She's just like, I'm just as smooth as I've always been, you D-bags. And somebody's like, Brennifer, the language, come on. And she's like, please sit down. And the principal says, please sit down. Again, the school nurse will be speaking to everyone, please. If you're feeling sick, stay home. We'll figure out what's going on. If you know anything about these fires, you need to talk to an adult. Thank you. All right. And it's going to just take a minute for you guys to get heading back to class. And then she'll be like,
3: before we uh, leave, can I, can I do a, I think Celine's going to look around to see if uh, actually St. Clair is in the audience somewhere. Uh, Yes, she is. Yeah. I think she's going to try and gauge that. What's how she's feeling. Like, does she have any, uh, like, what's her face look like?
0: Um she is making a beeline to go talk to the principal.
2: Gotcha. I All have right. several questions. Go for it. I have a little note here that says Celine is my best friend. You asked me a question mm-hmm. earlier and I kind of addressed why Celine and I have had pretty much zero interaction this entire game i want to know how much emily knows about celine's powers if at all um and also like how long have they not been speaking and is there like obvious tension between them and does celine know why emily is avoiding her
0: that's a good question. I'm gonna. I am going to bring up something that happened in the last session, and I only know. Th- I only remembered this because I just listened to it earlier today. But at some point in that, Celine did insult Emily when Shimonia was kind of like getting into it about Celine and Kyle and that kind of stuff. So I don't know if Celine was doing that just to be on Shimonia's good side or like just kind of like, yeah, we sure are talking. Um, but this brings up a good point that we could talk about at least out of character. And if, um, Kate, if Emily wants to go talk to her or confront her, we could pull some of this into character if you want. But
2: I would like to confront if, her, but only if I know that Celine is a witch.
0: Um,
3: Celine, would Emily know that you're a witch? So I think in the first session we kind of set up that, um, Their falling out was over Kyle, right? Like they both had a crush and then he kind of picked Emily and Celine hasn't really been talking since then, I think. Am I remembering this correctly?
2: Yeah, that sounds familiar.
3: Yeah. Sure. So I think I think it was from my recollection, uh, we like grew up together and we were really good friends, and then after that, we kind of are either icy or you know, icy at the very best, I think, right? Okay. It's it's how I I remember it. Or how I was playing it so far. But um I think um I think it would be most interesting if you had a clue for sure. If Emily at least has a clue, like oh, she was weird before even Kyle got got on the scene and she was right. really into, you know. Maybe uh, I know that she's
2: of kind her. of a pyro, but I don't know that she's a witch.
3: I think almost, like, uh, you know that she's, like, if anyone, if someone's like, oh, the, there's a witch and, like, um, I don't know, kids are getting into paganism now. It's like, oh, that's probably Celine's doing. Like, I think it's almost more of a, she's, she might have, she's very weird. Like, Pyro, for sure, that could work, too. But I I think you'd know for sure that she was, like, also had a huge crush on Kyle, too.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think I want to kind of approach Celine. I'm very cautious about it. This will probably be like the first time we've talked in a really long time.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Because I, I think she's like also making a beeline to the principal. So maybe you like intercept her.
2: Yes. I kind yeah. of step in front of her and I say, Hi, Celine. Um, this is weird. I know we have a. It's just. Are you sure you don't know anything about that fire? I just know, when we were kids, you like to play with it, and I know that you're kind of into that, like, paganism stuff. I i mean, did you?
3: Yeah, you know, I think she's doing that thing where she, she goes, like, to one side and the other side to try and get around you, and then when she realizes she can't just easily move around you, she's like, rolls her eyes, and she's like, ugh. Oh. Of course i didn't have anything to do with that fire oh my god um but i if you must know i know something about this one and you're literally in my way i'm trying to tell principal mayfield what happened
2: i go oh oh okay um yeah well maybe like we can talk later
3: Yeah, sure. She says it exactly like that, like, whatever. Like, I'm actually, yeah, maybe she starts to leave and then maybe just thinks about it because she is pretty mad still, right? She's like, I mean, like, talk about what, Emily? Like, what do you actually, like, what? Just tell me now.
0: To to put the ticking clock on, you see that uh, Ashley has has made it over to Principal Mayfield.
2: Um Emily's still kind of stammering her way through this. It's just we were so close once and I don't know, don't you miss it sometimes?
3: Don't I miss it? You're you're the one who stole my boyfriend. Like you know you know how I felt about Kyle.
2: You know that's not what happened, Celine. Kyle made a choice.
3: Alright, well, you knew that I liked him and you just went after him because you had to have everything that I had. Like, all every time growing up. Like, I had one thing, you had to have the same thing. Like, just copycat the whole thing. I got real into goth stuff and now you have to do your little spin on it. Like, whatever, Emily.
2: Okay. um, Yeah. Uh, I guess I just kind of always looked up to you. I just thought, I don't know, we were the same. I didn't mean to hurt you.
3: And she kind of looks over her shoulder at the principal thing and she's like, um, uh, um, well, okay, I guess.
2: So we'll talk later?
3: Yeah, I feel like she doesn't know how to even respond to that she's like uh yeah sure fine
2: okay great i'll i'll see you after class maybe
3: okay sure and then she kind of goes off to this principal probably obviously delayed at this point
0: um yeah you see that the two of them are having like a conversation they they they've been talking and you're like oh shit in these trying times the country and the world face so many challenges global pandemic economic crisis social turmoil a reckoning with a racist history while some may seek to steer the ship to a brighter future others want only to batten down the hatches and weather the storm as best they can and if you're one of those it will probably help to be shit faced. Hickerson's Ale! So, whether it's watching the evening news, checking social media, or hell, reading the morning paper, Hickerson's is the beer that helps you cope. Hickerson's Ale! At a bar or a family gathering and someone makes a point you wildly disagree with, but you really don't want to get into it, just take a deep sip of Hickerson's, scrunch your face, and exhale beleagueredly. They'll take that however they want. Or, have a few more Hickerson's and work up the courage to tell Uncle Randy how you really feel about his stance on Black Lives Matter. Hickerson's Ale. Hickerson's. Available wherever fine beer and spirits are sold. Uh, eventually, Celine, you're able to get up to the principal. And you get up to the principal and the principal is like, Celine, I'm glad you showed up. There's something we very much have to talk about.
3: Uh, yeah, I have. I do have something about what you said. She's like, She's like,
0: Ashley was telling me that you knew something about these fires. At least the one that happened today.
3: Oh, was she?
0: Well, yes, she was. Ashley, do you. This is not how this would ever be handled in a school. Ashley, do you want to tell Celine what you told me? And Ashley says, "Yes." Celine and I were in the bathroom when Carol Hamelclaw started that fire.
3: Oh. Well, yeah, we were both in the bathroom, and I saw. Um, well, Ashley and I were in the bathroom here. And, yeah, just, yeah, that the whole trash can was on fire. It was just so weird.
0: The principal says, well, Carol did come to school briefly this morning, but then left. (sighs) Well, we're going to have to look into this. If the two of you could please write this down as a witness statement, if you go to... uh, Dean Jira's office though he's not here um, you'll find those witness statements there Um, you can get them and then just put them in his mailbox that would be fantastic Uh, similarly if you see Officer Perez I'm sure you're going to have to talk to her about this but this is
3: this is big oh and Celine, to that will say uh, just quick thinking hopefully try and cover tracks just like oh well Officer Perez already talked to me and she was threatening me. I didn't feel safe talking to her.
0: Did you already tell her
3: about this? No, I I didn't feel safe telling her anything. I thought she was going to pull her gun or something. All right. If you can head to the
0: administration office and wait there, we can talk about this later. You'll have to write this down in that statement as well. It will be a separate thing, but that's fine. Ashley, thank you for telling me this. Celine. Thank you. Please, both of you, be as detailed as you can in these. This is very serious, especially given what happened so recently. This is... This is sad, and it's a big deal, and the more we can figure out about this, the better.
3: Yeah, and then does she uh, kind of leave us to do that, or...?
0: I think she... She kind of walks away and
3: kind of like points you
0: guys to, well, she's going to be walking to near the offices where this would happen anyway. So she maybe kind of like walks with you, but like walks ahead and maybe somebody pulls her aside and is like, oh, Principal Mayfield, blah, 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 blah. So she leaves off with them. And so
3: yeah, Ashley is just continuing to head that way. Yeah. So she might try, Celine might try to say to Ashley, um, so wait, you saw Carol in there? If it'll
0: help you, Celine so we can get to whatever's happening, whatever really happened the last time, then why not? Why not have it be
3: Carol? Hmm. Gotcha. And she kind of just like slowly nods, like narrows her eyes and just like, okay.
0: Carl, so you've run away. Where is your go-to runaway place? Where is the plan that Renato has to run away to? Um, Or where does he end up? Uh, when he needs to catch his breath, or when he gets to the point where he goes, okay, I can stop running.
1: Here's the thing: Renato doesn't know anything about any place that isn't this school. Like the only other place he's been was that house party, and he like went with somebody else, like from the school. And mm-hmm. then, like he um, he actually got them to drop him back off at the school after it was over. Uh, so he okay. doesn't know anything about like he'll, he'll like get to like some far corner of the school campus and then he'll just sort of like slow down and stop and just be like uh now what? But there's nobody here so he does feel like he can get a breath
0: Okay, so this is like out on a um, like in the far end of a football or baseball field or something like that yeah, where you've kind perfect. of gone and between you and the school are bleachers and other shit and you're either catching your breath or just mentally kind of going oh what the fuck do I do now I ran where do I go from here this is all I know right and um, you always showed a lot of promise Renato always so much promise
1: and you'll whirl around knowing exactly who he's gonna say
0: yeah, and, and how it Mr. is of Morgan course. House looking, he looks handsome as ever. He's wearing a suit that doesn't make sense for 2023. Uh, in on Monday, it was a tan double-breasted suit. It's a different suit than that, but it's still like kind of a double-breasted suit that doesn't look that is very out of style, uh, and is like like like. T- 30 years out of style. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's like a like a charcoal gray. Uh, he's wearing an Apollo mission spacesuit, yeah. Um, he's wearing like a charcoal gray, big double-breasted suit. And um, in his hand, he has this like gold case that kind of looks like a cigarette case. Um, from far away, but we, from earlier episodes, know that that's not what it is. He says, Renato, you're not supposed to be a hindrance. And I always wanted you to be a help. I always wanted you to be so much more. Why is it that every time you seem to resist that? Is there something inside you whatever, whatever's in there that maybe I don't know about that maybe makes things just difficult.
1: And Renato will say, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want from me. And I don't know who I am. Who is Renato? Renato.
0: Come on. You can't recognize your own father when you talk to him. And like,
1: Renato will like put his hands to his head and he says, I am not Renato. I'm Kyle. And he like says, look at his hands. No. He's like,
0: who, who is this? Kyle's the one we're looking for one of the ones we're looking for. You're here to help bring him to us. That's why we built you. That's why I raised you as my own son, and he's getting closer to you as he says this. That's why I'm so confused when you won't simply follow the directions of the father who's made sure that you are alive that you can live, that all these pretty girls and boys look at you and want to be you, want to be with you. These are the gifts that we've given you, the gifts that we can give everyone. And all we ask in return is a, a little help, collecting the pieces that we need to make everyone just like you. And with that last moment, he's touching your chest, he's poking you in the chest. Renato, what is it about this that you don't understand? How many times have we done this? Is that defect really so deep that you don't know?
1: And Renato will, like, still extremely confused, looking like his hands are coming away from his head. He'll, like, like back off from this finger in his chest a little bit. He'll say, I... No, I, 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 don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why you keep calling me Renato. I don't know why everyone keeps calling me Renato. I don't know. I don't have a father. And, you know, and and, and if I'm Kyle, and if that's who I am, then, then, yeah, yeah. Kyle had a father, and he was a dick. And you know, he like, like step, take a step forward, and, he's, and he'll say like, "Is that what you are? are you a, are you a dick, Mr. Morganhouse?" Because that's sure what it seems like to me I think I think you're just a piece of shit And I don't want anything to do with this And he'll like take a step Like back like he's gonna just like walk away
0: I think Ransom Morgan House Is quiet for a little bit he nods his head And says You're right you know You're right about me, and about yourself. You're not Renato. And I am a dick. Maybe we can make things better the next time. Here. And he um, opens that cigarette case up. And he takes out from it. And it's a thicker cigarette case than, it's almost like, most cigarette cases wouldn't have a full pack of cigarettes in them, um, but it's it's thick enough to carry, like, a full deck of big cards, and when he opens them up they are indeed cards that are, like, bigger than playing cards. Um, and he in one hand is shuffling them but doing that weird thing that, like, magicians do when they shuffle a deck of cards where they cut the deck and then move, uh, move parts of it here and parts of it there kind of, um, just keep cutting it, usually into threes, and then changing the, the spots of things. And so, as he moves them, you can tell that they're tarot cards. And one of the, uh, eventually, he moves one out and says, "This should help answer things."
1: And Renato can't help himself; but he does it just close enough to see what the card is.
0: He's handing it to you. He'll take it. He goes to hand you this card. He hands you the card, and the card is empty. Where it should have a face. as familiar with tarot as I should be for this. It should be have a. It should have an image. It should have a face value on it. Death, or the King of Cups, or the Fool, or whatever it is, and it's blank. When you flip it over, and um it's the tower. Is that the one that would make the most sense? Um, it's. It feels like it's pulling you into it. And instead of Renato being fully pulled into it the same way we saw Everett get pulled into this, instead what happens?
1: Hmm. Um... Okay, so, like, maybe, uh... Did you ever see Dark Crystal? Where, uh, like, the... I forget the name of the main race, but, like, when they're... subjected to the machine that the, the Skeksis have. Where it's, like, it'll... Like, all the lights come on, and, like... Their lights come out of their eyes and mouth, and, like, they kind of get shriveled up. Because their essence gets sucked into this crystal. Like, that's what should happen here. Like, his body sort of shrivels up, and his life essence gets, like, sucked into this this tower card. But instead, like as his body is like shriveling up uh, like we're shriveling up his essence is like coming out of him and it, like as soon as it gets out it becomes like very like volatile almost like electricity and it's like i'm being pulled way stronger in a different direction than this card like as close as i am to this thing the pull from like kyle's innate like coolness is just so much stronger than this it, it zaps off in that direction
0: sure and it highlander energy arcs and sparks all the hell over the place And Ransom Morgan House drops a bunch of these cards. And um, and he looks down and that card is still blank. And he just says, Damn it. And he looks over and uh, Renato's body is just like mummy dust, basically. That's kind of evaporating and blowing off in the wind. And he just says again, Damn it.
3: The Young and the Monstrous.
0: A Monster Hearts actual play podcast from this. American Dice. The Young and the Monstrous is Carl as Kyle the Ghoul, David as Celine the Witch, Eduardo as Everett the Ghost, Lauren as Lilith the Fae, Kate as Emily the Mortal, and Austin is your Game Master. Cover art is by Blair. Monster Hearts is a game by Avery Adler. The Young and the Monstrous airs here on This American Dice every Thursday, so don't forget to check us out each week. Rate, review, like, subscribe, Check out our Facebook group, The Whole Nine Yards, and let us know what you think. Every five-star review on iTunes will read on the air. Our intro and outro music, of course, is Deep State by Vans in Japan. Additional music for this episode included Fast Anxiety by Jeremy Corpus, Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan, and Symmetry of Sleeplessness by Dan Bowden. Now go lumberjacks! All right, folks, so we had a little bit of a discussion about how some of that was supposed to go, so I wanted to give you a peek behind the curtain. So stick around for the end of this episode where we'll give you that little peek up our, our little kilt. I was wearing a kilt the whole time.
2: If you enjoyed that, you'd love the City Beautiful coming to the Orlando Fringe Fest and for this January. The City Beautiful is a live band burlesque musical starring Marisa, written by David,
0: and researched by Austin. It's a sexy, original musical all about the weird, queer, BIPOC, sometimes somber, but never boring history of Orlando, Florida. Tickets are on sale for January 11th and January 14th.
3: Visit OrlandoFringe.com or find the link in the show notes. Why did they name it Orlando? Orlando.
1: just from like the information I currently have would be that if this, this guy has a different relationship with this guy than just like, Oh, he's one of the specimens he wants. Like he's, he's, yes, I agree completely. He is essentially one soul being used in two bodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would prefer if like maybe um, Renato, like suddenly like this jogs a memory of his, he recognizes like, Oh, like interacting with this card will do something I don't want. Or like, this is like this guy's objective and he'll do something so drastic that it results in him like having to kill him instead.
0: Another option would be that he tries to do this. And um, because it's this one soul in two bodies situation, the soul kind of escapes to go back to Kyle. Mm. And so it doesn't work to catch him in this card or maybe like the card goes back to like a regular plain faced tarot card. And um, and then maybe Ransom Morgan House is still pissed about it, but it's like, oh, Renato's uh, it from then maybe Renato. It's like, well, at least I dealt with half of that situation. That kind of a deal,
1: right? Something along those lines, I think, would be best. Like if if Renato dies here and like his essence goes back to where it started, which is like back in Kyle, like completing the circle of like Kyle the Ghoul comes mm-hmm. back um and however you want to do that that would work best with your idea for this guy i'm down for
0: how, how do you figure that um i think what i the last thing i described i think kind of works out well where he okay he doesn't quite get this like maybe since you're the hollow right now maybe you had been built as a construct mm-hmm. by him attempting to yank a soul like Kyle's into this body to trap it. Like that had been the goal of like, Oh, rather than put you into this, you can help me out. That makes sense. And so like the, this basically just means like, Oh, I can kind of destroy the body. And just now it's just Kyle. So now I just got to go find that, but fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Now go lumberjacks.